This is a Not Just A Guy production. Let me talk at you. Welcome one and all to Not Just A Guy, the show about struggling storytellers. I'm your host, Not Just A Guy, the guy, Garrett Briones. And this week I am joined by a, not just a guest, the guest, a an actor, script supervisor, musician. There's so many things under the sun that she can do. I am joined by a close friend, Nala Clofus. Nala, thank you for coming on to the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. I really I'm, appreciate I'm it. I'm so I'm delighted to have you. Uh, we met each other in film school. Uh, we had uh, we had with Steve Miller. We had uh, I think that class was Intro to TV Production, or I can't remember the exact yeah. title. Uh, we met and then we had that class, and then we had mutual friends, and that was almost I don't know if you know this. That was almost like four years ago. That's crazy. God, <laughs> that, that was feel that long. That was the last. Uh, also, that was the last quarter that, at least for myself, I had fully on on uh, on campus. Because in the next mm-hmm. quarter, uh, that novel coronavirus would hit, and the pandemic yep. would got our school. But uh, that's a different story for a different day. Mm-hmm. But Nala, I'm I'm very happy to have you on here. Um, you have been mentioned in a previous episode, and I, I don't mean to you know make you blush or make you get overwhelmed with uh, you know put you on the spot, but I did say that as an act when it comes to you know your work as an actor you are someone that once anybody gets eyes on you you are going to just i i I already foresee it you are someone there's a reason why many people want to work with you and you're just someone that i know when when the right moment hits it's it's to the moon oh (laughs) garrett thank you i really appreciate that I, I mean every word of it. I'm not just blowing smoke. Um, but Nala, I start all these by asking a question to to every storyteller that comes on this show, and that is, Nala, are you struggling? I am struggling. <laughs> as okay. a storyteller, as a person, in what way? Um, as I feel like as a person, I am actually like set and like who I am. Mm-hmm. But as an artist. I feel like I want to do so many things and so I'm kind of struggling on if I should focus on like one thing or if I should just do it all um, and how to actually get to where I want to be. But with the strikes and everything, it's kind of hard. So it's I guess it's a struggling mindset. Hello. What are the uh, cat? There's a cat. There's a cat. (laughs) What is the cat's name? This is Solia. This is my pride and joy. Okay. Take okay, goodbye. Oh, those are beautiful green eyes. Mm-hmm. I. This is the second time there. This is a, a spoiler for a future episode, but there was another cat cameo, and I had the exact same. Th- I draw. I was in the middle of speaking about something, mm-hmm. and I just went cat. So, what are the what are the things that you're caught between artistically? So I am wanting to make music. Mm-hmm. I have a band that we just haven't made music at all, but it's like a rock band. And then I want to make music by myself, separate Mm -hmm. from the rock persona. And so I'm trying to figure out my sound, like my own sound. And then Mm -hmm. I want obviously to act and write and I'm writing a poetry book. Okay. Uh, Yeah. There we go. So it's all of these like creative things. And then I, have been like okay i'm doing so many like left brain things i need something to mm-hmm. kind of like stimulate my right brain so i gotcha. started learning how to code okay uh, yeah i saw you mention that yeah yeah okay yeah. Uh, because awesome. i really like math and mm-hmm. i just needed something to work that part of myself yeah okay yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting. I was literally today uh, on the day we were recording this. I spoke to our mutual friend Johnny Rome, um, and we were talking about you know, if you if you have anything you want to say. I know Johnny is a is a listener, so if there's anything you want to say about them, just to make them blush and giggle, uh, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and say it. Okay. Um, well, Johnny is like one of my best friends. Like, actually, probably my best friend. Um, and very first. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Exclusive. Um, I just have such a deep, deep, deep love for them. Like they are so, like, just a genius. 
I love them. I I have mentioned them many a time on this on this very program. We were talking about that. The idea of, you know, we we you know, all three of us went to the same film school and it's like this idea that, you know, you got to be 100% focused on the thing you went there for, you know, for you as acting, for myself it was directing. And but then there's also other things that, you know, like sometimes I think about like I would maybe like to write a book or I would mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm working Johnny put me on to uh, an audio drama, which has been uh, a fun thing to try and make you know, without mm-hmm. the visuals of the, you know, the, the, the main thing I went to school for is a visual right. art. And I'm, I'm doing something where I am taking the visual part out. And I've, I've mentioned on this show before that I, one day my dream is my best friend and I perform in a professional wrestling match together. That's like, it, there's so many things and it. You, you get that feeling of like, Am I betraying myself or am I am I going away from the dream? But mm. all those other avenues of, of artistry and storytelling can be just as fulfilling as the, the thing that you you went to school for, or you learned about or that you have that passion for. Exactly. I just think that art. Mm, I'm going to say like the muse, the muse okay. kind of just like hits us in wherever space that we are at in the moment. And so if I think if you want to write a book, just write a book. I, because there's so many ways to create art. And I don't think that we should be confined in what we went to school for, because that person that we met each other as in Mm -hmm. CCH, we are not that people anymore. Like we, like we're taking that person with us, but like we've grown, we're older um, and we have different life experiences. So why not take those life experiences and morph the world with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I fully get what you're saying. I I love that, that idea and that, yeah, to not kind of pigeonhole yourself to one thing because, you know, Mm -hmm. you can tell your story and the stories you want to tell in different mediums. And there's always going to be people that, you know, I, I might make a movie, but there might be someone that the story I'm telling in that it, it could really mean something to them. But maybe they they don't watch. Movies. I know so many people our age that just don't watch movies, you know, that's yeah. not something that interests them. But mm-hmm. they'll watch, you know, they'll listen to a podcast or they'll watch a video on YouTube or they'll, you know, they'll read, you know, whatever it is that there's there's so many people you might not be reaching by just limiting yourself to one avenue of storytelling. Exactly. Yep. So I want to know, I, I call this, it's, I, I always say segments, they're not really segments, but I, I, in my notes, I call this, I call this twin sons just because in, you know, in Star Wars, uh, Luke Skywalker looks out at the two sons because he wants, mm-hmm. he dreams of something bigger. I felt that way as a kid in a small town. I was like, I got to get out of here someday. Mm-hmm. I want to know when did your journey as a storyteller begin? How did that fit into your background where you grew up? Was it something that you told people immediately? I want to be a storyteller. I want to be an actor. And they immediately were like, yes. Or were they, you know, how, what was the reception when you told people? Where did it all begin for you? For me, it began, I wanted to be a singer at first. And then my mom okay. was like, you can't sing. And I was like, okay, sick. <laughs> that is so cool that you said that to me. Um, <laughs> uh, and then so they you know what fine i'm just gonna act because i wanted to be a performer um and then literally i was just like in plays in like elementary school and then i went to a performing arts middle school and then yeah and then i went to high school and it was kind of like a regular high school because i wanted that experience Mm. gotcha and then i met this lady and i started going and i lived out in san diego at the time and then when i met this lady She told me about how her daughter went to an acting class in LA. And then so I started like every weekend driving to LA from San Diego um, to take this woman's acting class. And that was when I was like 15. And then so I was like really like in, I was really dedicated to acting um, from a very young age. And then whenever I would tell someone, they'd be like, okay. Like they They never accepted it. Like, yeah, they're like, okay, sure, go ahead, Nala. Um, And then the only person that doubted me is my sister, my, but okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she at the time was maybe seven or eight and Mm -hmm. I was going away for college 
And so I was like telling her how I wanted to be an actor. And I'm like, I'm going to go to this film school and blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, but like, why do you have to do that? Like, why can't you just do something else? Because she wanted me to say where I was. So that gotcha access to me. So it's not that she didn't believe in me. She just was a kid and didn't want her big sister to leave. Genuinely, I have not had anyone who was like you're not gonna make a kid like okay. and i am so grateful for that yeah that no that's great yeah like a lot of people don't have that and i'm so 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 grateful for everyone in my life that has like believed in me okay so, yeah so so this this starts very young and you already mm -hmm. get into the acting do you remember what some of your earliest performances were like something where was it was it in like a play? Was it in something that was taped? Like what what do you remember from some of your earliest performances? Were they in plays? I assume. Yes, they were in plays. Okay. So I did a play. I could not tell you what it was. Um, I think I don't know, but I know that I was a okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very... All kids are. And then yes. um, another play that I did was something about like lying to a king about and like yeah um about like and he what like the king has no clothes i think something around that okay and i was one of the people that had speaking roles and i remember being nervous and but like obviously like still doing it and i don't know when the nerves started like to kick in because I know that I wasn't always like nervous, but in that yeah. performance I was. And my one line that I remember was, so we had to switch it because my principal was leaving okay. and I don't remember my principal's name. So we're going to say <laughs> her name is Miss Smith. Okay. Um, but I had to be in the crowd and I had to yell, looking good, Miss Smith. Like, <laughs> Okay. Literally, yeah. Um, okay. And then, oh, I remember. I remember the role. Okay. That I was a tree. Like not the role, but like the play. So mm -hmm. it was the tortoise and the hare. Oh, and okay. When we were doing like casting, I was sick uh -huh. that day, and uh. I think there was like, oh, I don't remember what role, but there was a role I really wanted. And I was sick, mm. so I didn't get it. And then, <laughs> but I got like the understudy for it. And I know that okay. this is really, I was a kid. Like I was in elementary school. And then so I would yes. literally like pray. I would be like, please let this person be sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I was just playing on this person's downfall so I can like be this role. Not good. I wouldn't do it now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it didn't work because I was still the tree. But yeah. Okay, so so you obviously have that passion. I mean, you're praying to the good Lord, asking <laughs> for someone else to get the nickety split. Okay, so so you have this prior experience. You mentioned mm -hmm. you you're already driving out to LA for acting classes. You already have had an education in in acting and in performance. So when you land in Hollywood, the big city, uh, mm -hmm. for when it's time to go to college, is there any kind of adjustment period or did you did you go in feeling pretty good like i have a, a good grasp on this but i'm ready to learn more what was it like when you first landed at columbia college hollywood um i felt like i had a pretty good grasp um okay. but it was the life aspect that was kind of getting me mm -hmm. the first week of school was literally hell on earth um okay. and it, like genuinely i was like okay yeah like i know what i'm doing like i have like some experience in acting like i'm just gonna be here make friends learn some stuff whatever but like outside of school and outside of like acting that week like i saw someone like breaking into a car oh. and <laughs> i used to have like a purity ring and i lost that and then like there was like supernatural things like happening in my first apartment mm -hmm. still in the span of a week and then i got into a car crash that week and then it, I was just like, what is this? And I just like cried to my mom. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, <laughs> what? You just got there. And uh, I can definitely say that life did not get that much better, but I learned 
<laughs> what I needed to learn. Um, okay. So, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. Some people would have taken that as a sign, as an omen that maybe, maybe this wasn't the the way for them. But you, you stayed, you persevered, yep. you pushed on, mm-hmm. and so you go, you go to CCH. Um, what do you think, uh, as far as like in class learning, what do you think mm-hmm. you kind of picked up and and gained from the actual, you know, rhetoric or the actual like lessons? What do you think? What do you think changed about you as an actor? when you went through the CCH system? I can't just steamroll my way through acting because with others, like with art, it kind of just takes time Mm -hmm. um, to fully like sink in, like with like the whole rehearsal process and everything and just needs to seep in. And Mm -hmm. I, at the time would try to do as many courses I, as I can so I can like get out of school um, and try to get into the real world. And I had teachers that would be like, oh, like you, this was like really good, blah, 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 blah. And it was just literally me taking the script and doing like the bare minimum work and then going off of instinct. And because I was like, oh, like I know this, like they taught me this. So I'm just gonna like, feel it in my body and then go. As far as what I was like really taught, the only thing that really kind of sticks to my head is Swanbeck's class. And yeah. Yeah, John Swanbeck and just like kind of like staying still for the camera. All of the other classes I cannot remember because I was just like going and going and going and then the pandemic hit and so I was just like on survival mode because I was also mm-hmm. working, but then yes. also doing like 20 units a quarter. So yeah. I was just, yeah, literally don't know. And then I'll, yeah. yeah. So all I remember is being in bed and in class, but mm-hmm. not what I learned. Um, yeah. So it's the teachings are somewhere in my body. I know that yes. they are. Um, tap into them somehow. Just, that's something that hasn't come up on the show. I mean, we, we've we talked about, and, and I do have, I will continue to ask you about mm-hmm. pandemic stuff um, related mm-hmm. to school, but uh, I, I didn't really think about that until you just kind of said that right now mm-hmm. that there was so many classes I took because, you know, my last year and some change was on Zoom mm-hmm. that I do realize I know I was in the classes. I was there. I didn't miss them, but mm-hmm. I could barely tell you what I learned in them because just there's something about which is funny because especially our generation, we, we watch stuff on screens all the time. We retain that. Mm-hmm. I could barely tell you anything that, you know, cause I was just like, I'd be sitting there like staring at my like posters in my room. Like what, what is this? <laughs> like, and then most of the classes were just kind of like, eventually they just let you dick around a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. I, I was just like, you know, we had podcasting with, with Jonathan London, friend yeah. of the show. Oh my God. Um, my pod father i like you know we just did like whatever like you know we would listen to the stuff but then most of it was just like we would just do whatever and i hadn't even really thought about about how just some of those i took classes that i could not tell you what i learned in them yeah uh, thank you pandemic but speaking mm-hmm. of the pandemic specifically i was thinking about when i was coming up with all the notes and thinking about this mm-hmm. i was specifically thinking about you and and other fellow actors because i know for myself with like directing it was it was a little hard obviously during the pandemic a lot of things were um but for you as an actor as an acting student who had to continue to do these classes what was it like having to act and having you know directors be on zoom or having to do scenes you know basically you're already preparing for the self-tape process but what was it like being an acting student during and just an actor in general during the height of a pandemic where you could not be on a set or you were just by yourself? What was that like? It was very, oh God, it like the juice wasn't there. Like okay. there's only so much you could do on Zoom where you're trying to like connect with your scene partner and like act your heart out. But the the actual like energy of your scene partner is not there. Like you can read the facial expressions as best as you can, but you can't hear them breathing. You can't hear 
or like you can't like see like how their like arm moves like just a tad whenever like you say something it, it's just it's it was only like 50 percent rather than 100 percent when you're in person mm-hmm. so it was not the best experience like i was i guess putting in my what is it what is it saying like ten thousand hours like I, yes. I guess i was doing that but like for what like i yeah. still don't think i got as much out of being an actor in cch during the pandemic mm-hmm. as i could have if we were in person gotcha. um, yeah and then i didn't really have anyone directing me over zoom thank god because i was mm-hmm. i heard stories with like oh. yeah where the teacher would be like oh yeah you gotta like position the cameras in a certain way it's like what so thank god i didn't have that but yeah it was weird but then whenever pw hit and i got to mm-hmm. like be in person and acting like that it's hmm, it still was all right mm-hmm. because i felt like i was a little rusty with like being on set and then with like the whole COVID restrictions and stuff, I was still like worried about like catching COVID like in the back of my mind. So I was never really present. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's a little, little skewed because most, a good chunk of, of the overall experience had to be online. And then even when you did mm-hmm. get to go back, it was, you know, uh, there's still COVID restrictions and, and guidelines and things like that. But mm-hmm. What was your overall experience at film school? Do you think it was something that was worth your while? Did you, what did you gain from it? What were some of the drawbacks? Um, And would you recommend film school, you know, the formalized learning of acting? uh, Would you recommend that to someone who, who's kind of at a crossroads on whether they should go to film school or just kind of make it their own way? Mm -hmm. Usually my answer is, don't go if you're an actor. Okay. But right now, I feel like with everything that we learned, because it wasn't like, oh, you only have gen eds and then you have two, like two years of gen ed and two years yeah. of like your major. Um, because we kind of got like that history of film and like got to yeah. do everything, it is beneficial, even if it wasn't extremely beneficial to me what what were the pros the cons for you of going to film school let's see the pros i got to meet really cool people like you okay hey (laughs) Um, we love to see yeah i really love the people that i got to meet and still keep in touch with Mm -hmm. the cons were i this is also just kind of unique to our school but like yes. everything that we went through that oh. wasn't learning you know yeah yeah um, yeah yeah like i appreciate that i got to learn how to edit and how to write a script and all of that jazz because mm. now i feel like i have more of a, an appreciation okay. for the other fields in film and i feel like now that i have that insight it makes me a better person to be on set with Gotcha. Rather than the opposite where people who don't know what other people go through on set kind of who are actors kind of just like are in their own bubble. And obviously this is not every single actor, but I have worked with actors who are kind of just in their own mind and in their own world and don't see the hard work that everyone is putting in. Mm -hmm. And it kind of is hard to work with them. And now that you are, you know, you are graduated from that, do you feel like you were prepared for, uh, for the taking on the film industry? Did you, do you feel like it, it got you ready to, uh, to, you knew where to get your foot in the door or you already, you had a foot in the door. How did you feel about the transition from being a student to now you are just your, your full fledged self? Um, I don't think. I am prepared. Like, okay. <laughs> I, oh God, this is such a tricky question because we did have to do a lot of like self tapes for mm-hmm. my my PW course. Gotcha. Which I guess that helped me. Um, but also 
the way that I did it, I was kind of just like cheating myself and just being like, oh, I'm going to go off instinct. Don't know how to write a cover letter well. Like I yeah. wish, you know, like I was taught, but mm. we didn't go over it as much as I wanted to. Mm. Hind looking back, like I wish I could have done more of that. And they can only do so much teaching yeah. because obviously the the real world is going to be different. Yeah. And I feel like people have told me that the industry is a lot different now, well, obviously with the yeah. strikes and everything, um, than it was when we first started school. So okay. I don't know. I just feel like I don't really like to fall into the patterns on how people are like telling me to do things. Like I want to kind of just do it my way. Cause I feel like my way is going to work. And I know yes. that's like sounds so cocky, but I, I love like, that answer. <laughs> like, I feel like my path is going to be my own way and how I navigate through the industry and not the way that other people have done it. I could not agree with that more. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm, I've been stubborn since the day I was born, but I, especially, you know, you mentioning that people tell you that the industry mm -hmm. has, has changed, you know, it's always changing that even before the strikes, it was changing for COVID. It was during, you know, when streaming mm -hmm. was kicking off, it's changed. It's so many changes happen all the time in that industry. You know, I, I, I love my, my mentors from, from CCH. I, so many of the things that they give me, I'll even, I'll mention him again, the pod father. Uh, I talk mm -hmm. to him all the time. Uh, and it's just, it, it's not out of spite. It's not out of malice, but like, when you're told this is how you do it because other people did it this way, you, you make your thesis film, you get it in festivals, you keep mm -hmm. doing, you do da, 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 da. You, you work up the chain of being an AD, da, 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 da. I hear all that. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to work <laughs> up the chain of being an AD. Like I don't have any interest in doing that. I want to direct. I want to write. I want to act. I want to just get to these things. I don't want to have to just because it worked that way for you or didn't work that way. Mm -hmm. why why should i just do the exact same thing in, in this day and age it's like yeah. and i get what you mean of, of like it being worried that it sounds cocky but it's like why put in the effort to do it the way that apparently other people have done it and then maybe i don't give my all to that and and then i don't make it anyways rather than give my all in the way i want to do it and that so that if i do make it it's mm -hmm. that much more gratifying and if i don't yeah. make it then i'm i'm at least falling on my own sword i guess mm -hmm. but yeah i really i love that answer that 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 really that really see this is why we're friends because exactly. that, that really connected like that's the same mm -hmm. wavelength um i love that uh so something i'm i'm really into is i love behind the scenes uh you know as much as i like the the, the stories on the screen i always love the stories behind the camera um and so i'm always in, interested in process i always loved because i have my own process for for writing directing acting all those different things mm -hmm. um so i'm always interested in other people's processes processes however you say that um so i want to know what your process is so when it, when a script comes to you what what is the first thing you're doing how are you preparing what is it that you do that maybe other people don't what what is nala clofus's process when it comes when it, it's time you know you got the role what, what, where do you start? It's a great question. It literally always changes. Like okay. I never prepare the same way. Okay. Um, sometimes I will retype up the script. Um, yeah. So back in the summer, I was in a play that you watched that you came to. I did. We so, will talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so grateful that you came. Um, oh, but I, I literally took that whole entire script and retyped it up okay. Um, so that I could kind of have my lines, but like it felt like more me. Okay. Um, so I'll do that sometimes. If it's kind of like a shorter script, I won't do that, but I will literally like mark up the whole entire thing in like different mm. colors. And I will like make notes with like for myself um and one of the characters i wanted her to be more self-assured gotcha. and so sometimes i say um a lot 
So mm. I wrote like, do not fucking say um, Nala. Like I <laughs> swear. <laughs> so like, just not. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So just like stuff like that. And then I would try to just live. I, okay. I was going to say live as a character, but that's wrong. Like I mm. would try to live as myself and then try to see if what I'm doing would be what the character would do if they were in my situation. Okay. I think a lot of the process is when I'm not rehearsing, like not, not rehearsing, but like not working on the script. I think for my process, it's learning as much as I can about myself and like how I react to things and how I process certain things so that I know at least how one person will handle this situation that like my character is in. And Mm -hmm. then since I know myself so well, I can try to connect with other people. And like, if they're going through something, I can obviously be there for them. But then also I'm like seeing how they are processing their situation and then be like, oh, okay, this is, another way someone would process that yeah literally basically my process is being present in the moment (laughs) okay i love that you know that that you always hear about you know people they'll listen to music or they'll write like write stuff as the character things like Mm -hmm. that and so i'm always i'm always interested like how that goes about and yeah i i like that you know that you don't have it oh, i hit my camera uh you don't have a set process like mm-hmm. you know i i for like my writing it's the same way for directing it also kind of goes back to the idea of i don't like doing things the way that people mm-hmm. say it. like you know i i don't immediately go to like yeah i, I it always changes i always kind of figure out what what way i want to do it especially on things where I've written it and then I act in it, I kind of cut out a lot of steps because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I already know I, I've written yeah. this character 50 times. I, I've reached, I've changed what he's going to say like seven times. Mm-hmm. I don't need to add anymore. I, I, I know, I know this guy too well. And so, so that's when, when you have like the full script, you know, you have this character is the process any different when you're just auditioning? Do you, is there anything you do that's different mm-hmm. or is it pretty much lined up with, if you when you know you have the role is there any difference because i know with auditioning you have less information mm-hmm. with auditioning i what do i yeah it's kind of like the same where i'm type that part i like will retype it um so that it's like the whole getting the lines in my body mm-hmm. and then for that it's a lot more of like I need to be present like sometimes when I'm like on set like I will like drift off into my own brain and but then I'll like be able to come back um and like we can do like another take but for the audition I have to like fight to be present and all of that jazz like with rehearsing I try to just like know the lines as much as I can and then try not to have the lines like be like line readings So I'm not doing it the same exact way. Like I want it to be always like fresh and whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I like that. Okay. So when it comes to acting, you know, I I have seen you in shorts, especially with it was always fun when we were in these PW rooms and we wouldn't know who people cast. We just would know that they had cast people. And then it'd be like one short and oh, there's Nala. And then the next session at PW is a different short. Oh, look, there's Nala. <laughs> uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Trips uh, by Shante Too Cool. What, one of my heroes. Uh, so I'm curious for, and this is something that I, I really hope as the show goes along, I can continue mm-hmm. to have people back. So at, at this moment in time, what mm-hmm. are some projects and roles that you've been involved of that in, with that you're really proud of and that really stick out for you and that you maybe you learn something from what are just a, a couple that off the top of your head, you're like, this is one I'm like, if someone had to seek out my work, I would want them mm-hmm. to see this. I did the short film with my friend, Alicia Castaneda called mm-hmm. God save the children. Okay. And it was about this cult that um, kind of kidnaps pregnant people. And they're in the cult words, like pregnant women, but um, it was me who was like a 
teen pregnant girl. And then um, gotcha. my like best friend in the cult who is a trans man who hadn't gone through any um, gotcha. hormonal changes. So he was still able to like get pregnant, but like in the cult's words, gotcha. like he was a girl. Um, gotcha. And so like they would like kidnap these women and like make them carry their babies into term. And like, it was just really bad. Um, and so in the short film, we were trying to escape and I really, I don't know, that role was really tough for me because of my backstory in it. I don't know. I don't want to like spoil anything. Okay. Um, you don't have to. Yeah. I just, it was something where I had to like, kind of like dig deep into gotcha. and like uh -huh. I just remember a monologue in it that I had to do and I was like physically like just shaking because of like how much of myself I had to give to the performance and we only did that take twice did the like yeah twice yeah. Um, because okay. it was just so much and mm -hmm. but I remember the DP being like are you okay? Like, like you're scaring me. And I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, I'm just acting. But yeah, I really am proud of my work in that. I just did another short film. Okay. With Liam Connaughton called Cognition. Ah. Yep. Yeah. What a, what a character. <laughs> I love this guy. Um, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's genius and really funny. He is one of the funniest people I've yeah. ever met. We, you mentioned John Swanbeck. Mm -hmm. He and I had John, one of John Swanbeck's class and classes. And if you know anything about John Swanbeck, it's we only have so much time. We got to get stuff done. And if you are, if you delay that, you, you're gonna, you're not gonna have a good day. Yeah. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times that I was fighting for my life when <laughs> a scene would be going on. And he and I would be off to the side mm -hmm. and just maybe the hardest I've ever had to fight to hold back glass. Cause we would just be looking at each other mm -hmm. and like just the dumbest things. It, <laughs> I want him on this show so bad. Cause he is just, he's incredible. Please and so, him. yeah, I, I have to, I'm pretty sure he yeah. would do it. He, he is yeah. amazing. Um, and so, so going off of the, so we've talked about acting on tape acting, you know, mm -hmm. in, in like film, so we talked about how you have this live performance background, you know, acting in plays. You just recently mm -hmm. were in one that was very good. And so what's the, the feeling you get when you're doing a performance live that is that's different? Because obviously, is it more nerve wracking than it is to be on a set? Because you only get one take and mm -hmm. this one take, there's no edits that you can get on it. And it, you're in mm -hmm. front of people. But can it also be more freeing in a way? What what is the the difference that you've noticed? How do you feel when you're performing live? Um, on set, I feel more comfortable mm -hmm. because there is time before, like in between takes, where mm -hmm. I kind of just like will talk to the other cast members and the crew and just like fuck around. Um, yeah. But when I'm doing like a live performance, like in theater. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to poop before going on stage. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this. This is one of my fears. <laughs> I am so nervous every single time, and I just like I just have to go. And I'm, but like yeah. I, it's never like I actually have to go. It's just like the feeling because I'm just so nervous. Yes. And then um, I'll go on. And then say my first line and then I'll be fine. Like in the play that mm -hmm. you saw. Yeah. I, so I had the first line and I'm going on stage and I'm behind the front door. And every single time I will like look on the floor to see the lights come up and I'll be like, Oh my God, I have to poop so bad. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why did I choose to be an actor? Like I'm so nervous right now. And then I would go on say my line to be like oh this is why like i love doing this um okay. i love hearing the audience's reactions to things that i don't really get to have when i'm on set because okay. everyone has to be quiet because we're rolling yeah. um but yeah it's just it's okay. there's different pros and cons to each 
Okay. Yes. Uh, as as someone who is in uh, a very high level high school choir for three years, I know that especially because we were wearing these penguin suits pretty much just <laughs> without the long tails. Yeah. But the idea, I cannot tell you how many times I would get nervous. Like, well, if I have to go, I have to go. Like, what if what if they go on stage and like I have to get out of the suit and then I would be in the suit and I'd be up there like. What if, because I have, I, sometimes I have stomach problems. What if my stomach hurts and I'm on the middle of the stage, we're singing CQ over day, Moride. And I like, what do I do? Everyone's watching me all the light. It's getting hot. I, and then we would sing the first, like, we would get to the chorus and I wouldn't even be thinking about that. But mm -hmm. is, is live performance something that you want to continue to doing? Like, do you want to keep, because you see a lot of like, even, you know, the high actors at the highest level, they bounce between, they'll do a movie or a show and then they go, they'll do something on Broadway, they'll do something off Broadway, different things. Is that something is that a trajectory you see your career going is bouncing back and forth between the two since they are so different and gratifying in their own ways? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Especially since a lot of my friends have been like, Where when are you gonna be in a play again? And I'm just yeah. like, I, I'm one of those people asking. I know. I'm just like When's I the next one. Have no clue. I just have not really been um auditioning for things mm -hmm. recently but only because i am supposed to film a feature film in january what? yeah yeah awesome well, i did not know yeah. about that breaking yeah. news <laughs> yeah you heard it here first <laughs> okay. um so yeah it's supposed to be a horror film so i'm trying to like okay. get ready for that production have, has been like pushed back a little bit so yeah, I'm, i don't want to get cast in a play like thinking that I'll be going like rehearsing after yeah. I film the feature film and then the feature gets pushed back again. Yeah. And then so I okay. have conflicts. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so this, we're, uh, we mentioned it, uh, the Hollywood friends festival, fringe festival, can't even talk, uh, ghost can't pay rent. How did that, how did that come about? How did that, how'd you get involved in that? And what was that, what was that whole experience like? You know, we got to we got to see the tail end of it when you were performing mm -hmm. live, and I know we, we loved that. It was a great show. You all did great. Um, we you know we were all buzzing after it, and we were so mm -hmm. happy that you know there's a good turnout. So how did that come about, and what was that? What was that whole experience like for you? So I found it on backstage, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is a cool concept. Uh, it's about this woman who lives with the ghost and she and the ghost keeps like scaring off all of her roommates mm -hmm. and so she's like please i just need one roommate to help me pay the bills and then so she finds a roommate and that roommate just happens to be a witch so it's about all of them living together and yeah. so i was like really intrigued by the story because i was like oh, i love supernatural things and so i like had submitted myself for the waitress role the kind of like the main character and i got a message from the casting people and they're like oh audition for the witch role and i was like okay cool like that's that's so cool like i think this character is also like really interesting i go i do my audition it was just like a self-tape of a monologue that i had in the back of my head and um so i did it and i was like oh, okay like i don't know if I did like that good, but whatever. Um, I didn't hear anything back for like a week and I was like, okay, fine. Like I didn't get it. That's cool. And then next day after thinking that I got a call back and I was like, oh, sick. Um, and then so <laughs> I go to the callbacks and I am with a room full of like uh, female presenting people because um, not all of them are like women, some of them were non-binary. And so I'm like in this room and I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so nice. Like I get to just like watch people act and I have my stuff prepared and I'm acting with them and it's just like so nice. And um, we're going on stage and we're acting and then mm -hmm. we sit back down and then we wait for, like we have a break and after the break, we are going to like hear who's going to go home. And after I like went up, I was like, I got this in a bag. Like, I know, okay. <laughs> like, not to be cocky, but yeah. I know I'm getting this. And then so I'm just like waiting to see if I'm going to get sent home. Because obviously I don't know for sure. Yes. And 
I'm just like sitting there like a little nervous and then they name off all of the names that like they were sending home and I did not get named and I'm like yes cool so sick and then I there's like another round and then after that everyone was gonna go home so I go up and uh this time they have me like reading for the main girl and I'm like okay cool um so I'm just like reading off blah blah blah, blah fun cool quirky and then they send me home and I'm like okay there are a few people that I think could get the roles that I read for um if they get it that's like super sick for them like I love that for them but I'm like super confident in myself and then another week goes by and I'm like wow I did not get it like I was super confident in this and I did not hear anything and then I again the next day i get an email as i'm at work just clocked off for my break i get an email saying offering saying oh okay <laughs> i get an email mm -hmm. from them off with them offering me the main role and i'm like oh my god that's so cool um and so i was like really excited about that and um just that whole experience was so cool. Everyone was so nice and I loved the collaboration with it. And I, I don't think I would trade it for the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, it all came together. And I, I, yeah, like I said, we all enjoyed it so much. It was, it was so well written, so well acted, well mm -hmm. staged as well. Um, it, it was a great production. Uh, hats off to everybody involved, uh, the crew, everybody. Um, and yes, I know that we, uh, we are all excited to see your next uh venture and i know something else you've you've gotten into uh uh when johnny was living with us this is how i i learned that, that you were getting into this was script supervising scripty um how did that come about and what do you can you explain the ins and outs of that position to someone who may not be familiar with it and why is it something that intrigues you i was a pa on a short film and mm -hmm. i someone was being a script supervisor and i was like oh what's this because it was again during the pandemic and mm -hmm. for cch we didn't have those so i was like what is this new role that i am seeing now yeah um so i was following around the script supervisor basically for like three mm -hmm. days trying to learn what she did and i was like okay cool mm -hmm. um and so for that role it is basically making sure that everything all the continuity is correct and if anything is off you like you make notes of it and uh, if it's like something really important, you tell like the AD or the director um, so that it can be fixed mm -hmm. in the next take. And so I was like, okay, I think I can be very like detail oriented and I love visual things. I'm in the visual arts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like, I think I can do this. Um, so I... That's what I did. I had one script supervisor gig and I wrote everything by hand because I like torturing myself apparently. Um, and yes. And I was just like writing down all of my, my notes, like very like shorthand so that I can understand what I'm like writing. Um, and then I like tapped it up for the editor later and it, was very gruesome like I the fact that I had to like always like be there and like make sure that I'm paying attention to everything it was a lot yeah um, but it was still rewarding okay well I I love to hear that you know it's just another hat that you can wear and I think at that I think we've all come to realize that wearing multiple hats is very you know it's I I that's why you know I got in this to be a director but I write and and I write my own material to act in because I'm too scared to do other people's stuff. So and then that way I already have an in with the director, so I can mm -hmm. cast myself in a lot of things, right? Including <laughs> a, a project that I'm I'm still hoping to have you involved in. Uh, hopefully that I've teased it a thousand times on this show. The audio drama I'm working on, mm -hmm. I think it's that much closer to happening. Just gotta mm -hmm. get more things ironed out. But that I'm. And I even beyond that, there's a lot of projects that I also have you in mind for that I would love to work with you on. Um, and so as we're kind of winding down, I always wind down with the same way on all these with not just any questions, the questions, six questions. 
that you can take as long or as little time as you want to answer them. They're not rapid fire by any means, but just whatever comes uh, to mind. So the first question is, what's a particular directing note that stuck with you? Oh, God. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, to breathe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next question. I kind of, I, I, I tried to, I, this comes from something that I learned very early on, or just something mm -hmm. that a piece of advice that was given to me very early on. And so for you, I want to know what do acting awards mean to you? If anything, do they have any sort of value? Are they something you're chasing, something you care about, or are they just superfluous? What What do you think? How does How do you mm. feel towards them? I don't really care about the awards. Mm. Um, like, it would be cool to have an Oscar okay. one day, but I genuinely don't care about it. I just like acting, and I want people to relate to what I'm doing and have that like emotional like reaction to it um mm -hmm. and if people deem that worthy of an award then thanks guys um but i just hmm, i don't know mm -hmm. but i'm also competitive so if i am nominated if you're in the running yeah <laughs> okay yeah because uh bringing it up again you think this man pays me uh the podfather uh, mm -hmm. he very early on, he told me, you know, he told my whole class, don't chase the Oscar. And I've sort of changed that to uh, my own thing is don't mm -hmm. chase the accolades. You know, I, I don't, I, I want people to like my stuff. I want, you know, I, if people want to heat praise on me, go right ahead. I'll eat it up, mm -hmm. but it's not why I do it. It's, it's for the art to connect with somebody. I think it's more valuable if, you know, a kid or, or someone who's going through a hard time sees your art and they, I think that's in, they, it maybe makes them make a change in their life or have just some sort of feeling. I think that's more valuable than any golden statue. But like you said, mm -hmm. if I was nominated for them and I won them, you can bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to, I'm going to show those things off. I'm going to carry them around. Like they're a wrestling bell. I, I, mm -hmm. I, you don't want me to win an award or I will be unbearable <laughs> with it. Okay. Question number three. Okay. This one's really hard hitting. Okay. Could you talk about why cats are awesome and why do they get a bad rap uh, from people? Because Okay. Cats are awesome because they kind of, because they have their own boundaries. And if they want to share like a space with you, then it's kind of like you're deemed worthy. I think they get a bad rep because of those boundaries though, because kind of like their counterpart dogs are just like, oh my gosh, like, I yes. don't know, blah, 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 blah. like, I don't get me wrong. I love dogs. This is not me shit talking dogs. It's just cats aren't always like that cat. They just, yeah, they they kind of just, I'm looking at my cat right now. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> they will choose who they want to hang out with. If they want to hang out with them at the, that, that time, you, if they get like, kind of like overstimulated by like all the pets, they will like, nip at you because they're like stop like i don't like it and that's fine like if you're done then i'm gonna be done petting you like i mm. i myself respect boundaries <laughs> um that's why i like cats because <laughs> yeah. i feel like this is a very odd thing to say but i feel like my cat has really helped me like force mm. myself to have boundaries like that okay. and has helped me grow as a very like strong person because she is very much like this is what i like this is what i don't like i'm going to tell you what i need because she's also very talkative and if i don't like something i'm not going to do it like i'm going to complain about it and i'm like you go girl like you're yes. teaching stuff um so yes. yeah okay yes i i'm happy that this could be a platform for that i love cats <laughs> uh i my family has always been a dog family. You know, my son Fitz is in the next room. Mm -hmm. uh, my first sister, uh, Chacha, is up above. My my brother Mikey is back home with my parents. My fur niece is with my sister. But my first pet I ever had was a cat named Boots. Uh, I wonder where I got the name from. He was taken too soon. Um, but I love cats, and I I just it breaks my heart that people give them such a bad rap. They are great. Yeah. We are in the bottom three of the questions, but that does not mean that okay. they're any lesser. Um, can you put? two words the effect a strong support group has on you 
yes, I can put them into words, um, have been able to, one, be able to grow into the person I want to grow into and be able to work on the things I want to work on um, with film and but also like with myself. And they have truly given me like a, a safe space to go through all of the metaphor metamorphosis metamorphosis i don't know all of the changes okay. um that i, I think it's right to yeah. Get, yeah to get through to be who i am today if i did not have like my support my truly madly deeply like the people that i love in my life like with all of my heart i don't think i would mm -hmm. be able to be who i am today i don't think i'd be able to be as good of a of an actor that I am today without them. Um, so like, I think about how much I love my friends on a daily basis because I would not be able to be here without them, without you guys. <laughs> hey, that's what we love hey. to hear. Well, you know, we're, we're happy to support. We're happy to stand. Okay. Next question. Number five, mm -hmm. uh, with acting and music under your belt, as well as, script supervising is there any other position or even another medium of storytelling that you want to crack at we've talked about this a little bit but is there you know have you ever you talked about writing but you know have you ever has directing ever had an itch or is there do you want to write a book i mean you talked about other things you want to do and you, you're writing the book about poetry so is there is there anything that we maybe haven't mentioned today that is something that intrigues you storytelling wise hmm yeah, uh, I have an idea for a short film okay. that I'm like tossing around in my brain. I have already talked about it with my roommate who is a director, the one that I did God Save the Children with, Alicia, because I would want her to like. I built many an it. order for her at CCH. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I want to write that short film and okay. of course i'm writing the poetry book um directing does like i like directing i just haven't done it mm -hmm. i because we had to do everything in cch i did a directing class and it was really fun like i had a good time like directing the actors and i think because i am an actor it kind of like helped yeah. me get through to them I don't know. I like art. I like painting, but like, it's not okay. like so serious. Just something for recreationally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's when I came up with that question. Yeah. The first thing I thought about was directing because you see so many actors make that leap because they have that, that inherent connection to, mm -hmm. uh, to the actors because they, they've been in there. So that, that was one that I just, I thought I was like, Oh, you know, I would like to see Nala direct someday. I, I was mm -hmm. hoping that's where you would go. That's why I kind of let it that way. Uh, mm -hmm. but last question, take it, it, it. This one might hit the hardest. I don't know hmm. when it's all said and done. How do you want Nala the person to be remembered and not necessarily mm -hmm. Nala the actor? I want, Nala the person to be remembered as someone who just loves and wants people to know that I wanted to share as much love and like as much acceptance as I could because they're, I don't know, like I want to show people that like if I can do all of this, like growing, then like they can do it too. Like I kind of yeah. just want to be an example of like where healing and loving can go because people, I have seen people be scared a lot of love and caring because they, they have been hurt so much and mm -hmm. not saying that I haven't, like I have also been there. I have been scared. I have been too too scared to like even like open myself up anymore and because i like breaking myself down so much and like rebuilt myself and now am happier than i've ever been and more focused than i've ever been i want people to know that that's okay too like that's where they can get to too not saying that like 
everyone's gonna like take the same road as I have, but just know that it's possible to love again. Cause that's where everything okay. starts as. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes. I think that that's the best way uh, that this could have ended. Uh, I, I love that. I love having you on here. And if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. Uh, I, this is such a great talk and getting to see the thing I love about the show is to highlight storytellers and then also highlight the struggles, but highlight the people. Cause I think that that's going to be what endears people to us more, not just cause you know, of anything else or whatever may come with whatever profession that you have. It's just to, to see that you might be willing to give more support when you know that these, these are people who are struggling to tell these stories, but that at the end of the day, they are struggling to be, they are striving to be the best version of themselves. So thank you so much, Nala, for coming on. If there's anything you want to plug or anything you want people to, I, I think I said in one episode, I told my guests that, you know, if they want to even plug a, a deal at their favorite sandwich shop that's going on or something, anything that you want, any establishment that, you know, any local bit, anything, whatever, if you want to plug anything, you can go right ahead right now. I don't think I have anything to plug. Okay. Just, that's, yeah, that's just good. keep, just keep loving guys. That's it. Man, that what a message. That could even be maybe that'll be the title. Who knows? It might be. Whatever it's gonna be one of your quotes. I can tell you that. But yes, thank you so much uh for joining me on this edition of Not Just A Guy. Uh if you want to follow me on the socials, they're in the description, stuff like that. I, I'm an old man, so I post very infrequently. Yes, to that this has been another edition of Not Just A Guy. Thank you all for listening. I have been your host, not just a guy, the guy, Gary Priones, and I will talk at you next time.